Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 276. And away we go. Everybody and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Magic Buddy. Joined as always, Marcus Schwann. Marcus, so now you're going back. How you just, just to doing that, today? Right? It, it, it's the Hollywood Rocking Assassin, a- your favorite actor, Mark Schwann. Here, ladies and gentlemen. Surprise, surprise! You're not wearing socks. I am wearing. Socks. Are you wearing sneakers with no socks? I, I have socks. Oh Jesus! Marcus, I, don't, I don't wear the high tops, and it's not the '90s. For the listeners, it's not just Marcus rambling on this week. We got a special guest, Marcus. Please introduce him. Oh my God, I'm excited for this guest. Someone that's been on my radar for quite some time. This man's been tearing it up in a pro wrestling scene, on podcasts, doing interviews, on commentary even. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rob Williams of Bob Culture. What's up, Rob? Shameless promo. I love it. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm applauding myself, making the applause track for you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Uh, thank you for putting me over. Uh, Mark, it was so good getting to actually meet you in person back at TCW. Shameless promo. Um, and, you know, coming here live from the BCP compound, I got to throw it back to Mike. Uh, obviously, Green Man, back in the day, my first wrestling indie show. Um, yeah, I believe that was one of my first indie shows where I started doing the podcast anyway. I remember seeing a shot of wrestling. I believe it was you guys at Liftoff for Standalone Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, when Tenille Dashwood was there. That's right. And I just, I, I introduced myself to you guys, and I really have, like followed in your footsteps and i'm not just saying that to be polite like i saw you guys interviewing the wrestlers and i saw you guys kind of having a little station at an independent show and i'm like this is really cool and i was having a lot of local bands on at the time uh, i don't think i had any wrestlers on just yet so i was really following in your guys uh footsteps i'm very thankful um for all you guys have done for the scene and just to follow in your footsteps and thank you for having me on the show i'm not worthy dude you're, you're welcome you're, you're welcome. more than worthy um yeah, Putty's taking like the he's taking that his head is growing the size of this room right now. Oh, I don't I often get someone okay. saying nice things about me on the show, so I'm going to take it while I can, asshole. Okay. Oh, there it is. There it Always is. a heel. There it is. Well, <laughs> Rob, you know, uh, you know, I, I've known you by your reputation. I, I've seen a lot of your stuff, and yes, as you mentioned before, TCW was our first time meeting each other. And I, I have to say, man, I, I, I was wowed because of the fact that, you know, you are, in the rare case, exactly who you promote yourself to be on the social media uh, platforms. You know, not often do you really see that. You're, you're genuine. You're kind. You are so um, – it, it, it's you're, you're, you're so genuine as far as just, like, who you are as a person and your passion for wrestling and your, and your, your um, desire to learn. Yeah, man. Uh, and again, it's so good to meet you, too. And, and I appreciate you guys having me and putting me in over and saying all those nice things. And I appreciate it. Uh, I always say everyone in wrestling is two people. Uh, you know what I mean? And for me, I'm so thankful to all you podcasters, all the superstars, all the well, most of the promoters, all the promoters that have given me uh, 
a, a shot and a chance to, to be behind the curtain, do commentary, play my drums for someone out to the ring, be parts of these little bits and stuff, which is really fun, man. And I'm very grateful. Uh, wrestling has been there for me. I'm sure you guys relate during a very, very tough time. I won't get get into all that, but a lot of the wrestlers and, and promoters and people were there for me. It gave me focus during a tough time. Uh, it gave me something to like learn and strive for and making friends with all these cool, phenomenal athletes and goddesses. And it's been awesome. Like I made so many friends uh, during a tough time and uh, getting to travel the Northeast and, and getting to work or cover or whatever it is with these wrestling companies. I'm very thankful for it. And my philosophy is I just want to give it all back. And we have a platform and I try to use it for charity here and there. Uh, I, you know, I always use the hashtag putting you over because um, I believe in a lot of these guys and a lot of these guys and gals that we've had on the show over the past couple of years. We're seeing them signed to NXT, signed to AEW, right. signed to MLW. And, um, you know, in the music scene, I, I don't always see that. Um, and that's not a knock. I've just come up in the music scene, the local music scene. And it's cool to see people actually obtain their dreams. Uh, so it's inspiring to me. I'm very thankful for it. And I really just want to give it all back. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I come from the acting world. So, like, you know, I, I see people yeah. that I've worked with in the like indies or commercials or whatever. And I, and I see them, like, a breakthrough in bigger shows. But they haven't broken through to, like, you know, uh, A-list celebrity status yet. And I myself am working on that. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's funny in the wrestling scene, though, like – it is. It's. It's cool to see that the people that we worked with, interviewed with, have taken bumps from. Like you know, see them like you know excel to that to the main roster or to NXT or what have you. To see them on TV, it, it's a surreal experience. Yeah, very well said, man. We literally have because um, it first started, I think, with AEW. Like we had heard some guys that we knew had, were getting signed to NXT and all that, but they hadn't been on TV just yet. So with AEW. Dark, especially during the pandemic, I think I remember our, our pal Serpentico uh, going on, and he was on AEW Dark, and I was going through a tough time, and that was like, I'm like, this is really cool, man. Like, this is inspiring, and I made sure I tuned in. Now here at the BCP compound, as I say, we uh, we, we have standing ovations in our living room when, when someone we know comes out on AEW Dark. Uh, shout to the Notorious Mimi. She's going to be on this week. That's I was going to say. Saw that on Twitter. It was awesome Congrats. to see. Congrats to her. She's Congrats. It's amazing. So we literally have standing ovations in our living room. Um, we love what Gacy's uh, been doing just because this is not the Gacy that we have, we have known here on yeah, the Indies. Right. Very different. And I'm not getting political or this or that or anything. I just like him having a microphone, cutting these promos by himself. I've never seen him like this. What he's doing with this character, the direction that they've get, given him, uh, he's owning it. He's fighting Champa. I mean, come on, right. guys! This, this—it's amazing. Like, like I'm so happy. Like, my, my heart is happy for everybody. I'm, I'm popping right now, literally on your podcast. No, I, listen, we feel the same exact way, dude. And I feel like you know, I was curious to have you on too because I, I wanted, to, I wanted to pick your brain a bit because of the fact that, like, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we have very similar paths here. The people that we've talked to, the people that we've experienced, and then your transition to commentary as well, dude. Like, how, how has that been for you? Oh, dude, great, great question, man. Yeah, so for me, basically, drums were like like my thing. I would be on, on a stage, uh, the Asbury Park local music scene, Stone Pony, get to open for some cool national acts here and there, which is really, really cool. Uh, I'll save the name drops for later, but uh, I'm going to have to get a dustpan for all those name drops. But uh, it was interesting to me because I was always playing music. I never had a microphone in front of me. Even with the podcast, I still feel like I'm learning. But um, when they had asked me to go uh to commentary which is really cool um 
and not to be all like depressed or depressing or anything, but I remember, um, don't worry, it, it's happy at the end, don't worry. Um, it was the night before like my divorce hearing and it was like virtual because of oh, COVID geez. and everything and all that. And I was just like, oh man, this is stressful and I'm bummed and all this. So that's a whole nother story. And I remember Billy from TCW was like, hey, it was that no- it was the night before. And he messaged me, he's like, hey, would you like to be our special guest commentator at Goddesses of War? And I had never really, I think I called one match, thanks to David Adams, it was Vicky versus Mimi. I had a lot of fun doing it, but I really had no experience doing it. And they were just like, just be the guy from the podcast that you are, like you said, like try to keep it genuine. And I did that and I had fun. And Billy reached out and said, would you do this at the Goddesses of War show? I think it was Hallowed Grounds. And I was excited about it. And it took like all the, the nerves away from me and all the pressure off me. And I was just, it was perfect timing, man. I was so thankful for that. And everyone, uh, I remember Mimi coming up to me and being super welcoming as soon as I got there. Like, you know, good luck, congrats on behalf of the locker room, like, which is super, like, veteran. You know, she's the prodigy, we call her. Oh, she um, really is. And she's so young, yeah. too. And, but very professional and, yeah. and great in the ring. And, and I appreciated that. So to be accepted in that form or fashion was really cool, but also to to be a part of it. Because I was a, a journalist and outsider looking in. And now I feel like. I at least bring something to the table or part of it. And I think for the most part, people are happy with me or they know that I'm trying to, to <laughs> make them look good and tell their story. So it's, it's definitely a learning curve, but I love doing it so much. How nervous were you uh, going into it? I think I was pretty nervous because like with the drums, like it's almost like my office, you know what I mean? Like I, I have to do all the tricks and then, you know, like play. I feel like that's something I've been doing since I was 11 and I'm very comfortable on the microphone, it's really different. And also with commentary, like I'm sure as you guys know, like, you know, like th- there's the cliche, like, are you the heel? Are you, you know, once I remember one time someone told me I was a heel. I was like, uh, like, I'm, like, I'm, sp- I'm literally sponsoring one of the good guys. Also, like, you know, I've never been a heel. I mean, but at the same time, you should be versatile. And, and, and you know, I, I should probably like whatever you want. Yeah. But at the time, very new. I was like, uh, like, I don't know if that's that's the right role for me, but. Sometimes you have the heel, the face, the color commentator, whatever it is. So that's the tricky part is just finding where you go, especially in the new guy. So my approach was make an impression without stepping on toes. And I think the niche is is like we go with that pun disputed era. I have like the little puns. If you ain't Chinye trying, just ask my ex-wife. Uh, all those little things. So I get those in there. And at the same time, you don't want to make it about you. You want to make it about the talent in the ring. So I'm learning to Absolutely. toe that line. Uh, I, at the end of the day, I want to tell everyone's story. And I, and I talk to the wrestlers throughout the week and not just get their movesets and stuff, but I feel like I have a personal friendship and relationship with a lot of them. I'm like, what do you want me to get over here? So it's, it's really cool. But to answer your very simple question, I was, yeah, I was nervous. No, man, I, trust me. I, I, I understand that, you know, as a performer, you know, you still get a little bit of nerves, but like I remember my first time going on commentary. I didn't know that I was going to be in commentary until like right before the shows were going to start. You know, I, I was a man- like rest. Yeah, I was a manager yeah, for Satsujin right. Squad, and you know, I was like, "All right, I'm just going to come out there with uh, with him as usual." Putty, you knew you were going to be in commentary that day, well in advance, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. BCW, was, right? A BWF. BWF. Yeah. You were supposed to be on with Green Man. Green Man, for whatever reason, couldn't do it. So like, they just told me right beforehand, hey, man, you're going to go on with Putty on uh, commentary. Like, wait, what? And I'm a perfectionist. You know, so, like, I want to yeah. make – I was asking a million questions because I just want to make sure I do it right. Dude, I, I fell in love with it right away, though. What about you? Did you feel that uh, that, that that sense like, oh, my God, this is amazing? Like, I, I, w- I just want to keep on doing this? 
I was surprised how much I loved it. Like I was excited to do it. We were like doing the like the cliche muting the matches up here with the boys and we're just calling it. And it felt kind of silly at first, but when I was out there doing it with the professionals, the people who are doing it, uh, you talk about Putty doing it, you talk about Abel doing it, Green Man. Uh, I don't want to break kayfabe here. But um, I, I think uh, it was really just such a great experience. I remember the first match I called, uh, you know, my good friend, the Vivacious Vicious One, Triple V, as we call her, Vicious Vicky. Um, big fan of had, Vicious Vicky over yeah, here. Uh, big fan. She's Queen Midas. She's got more titles than our favorite team in the Bronx right now. Can I, I wish they were in the playoffs. Can I tell you real fast? Story. I, I got to tell you, I, and, I, and I hope this doesn't cramp your style. When I was at TCW, I was so honored by this. I told Putty, Vicious Vicky's mom came over to me. And she's like, Mark. She's like Mark Schwann. I'm like, wait, what? And it puts yes! you together. And she's like, I have to say, I love you and Putty's work that you guys do together. Uh, when you do commentary for for our daughter, you guys put her over so well. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was so touched and honored by that, man. That's Mrs. We call her Mrs. Vicious, but she says no. I'm not. She goes, my husband's Mr. Vicious. I'm Mrs. Vivacious. I'm like, yes, Mrs. Vivacious. She is. She is. Um, it's such a sweetheart. But that's, too. That is an honor, my man. That is an honor. That's that's awesome, that, man. But that, um, that made and, my and whole she's day. She's great. Her whole family's fantastic. Shout to the vicious one. Oh, uh, dude, that's amazing. She's great and super supportive of all the podcasts too. So shout to Mrs. Vivacious. We love her absolutely. So much. But I remember calling the match. Vicky won the goddess's title. Uh, so it was like it wasn't just like a match. It was a big match. She's still holding that title from that win. I think it's like a year now. And uh, that was the first match I called was her versus Meanie, which I thought was very appropriate because they've always been so supportive of me and helpful to me. And it, it was a big, like, I didn't know the title. I, I like, like, not knowing stuff. Um, and plus, I was a guest commentator, so I really didn't know anything the first time. And it was, like, a big match. It was a big titan. Vicky, I think, had sent me the, the audio from it after the match, which was really nice of her, so I could analyze it and stuff like that. So it was, it was awesome. It was so fun. It was a title change, and, and I loved it. I fell in love right away. What was like uh, your biggest hurdle, as far as like your biggest adjustment as far as getting into commentary? Like, what, what was something that uh, you didn't necessarily know before that you learned pretty much the hard way? Um, great question again, man. It's like you know what you're talking about here. <laughs> you know, you guys know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two. You guys do everything. I'm not worthy, but um, again, like uh, for me, even on the podcast, like my my cadence is something that I need to work on. I, I talk very fast, which again is good for commentary. But again, you gotta kind of pick your spots. Um, my dad always told me, like, pay attention to your grandfather, who was a minister, um, and, you know, the way he did his sermons and all that stuff, he, he would pause and, and speak a little bit more slowly. So that's something I thought was great advice and to pay attention to. And then the other big hurdle I feel for me is when you work with the same people over and over again, it's great because you have that chemistry and you find your spots. And that's that's what I like about doing a Titan. Uh, me and Alphonse have a great uh, chemistry, I feel. Uh, David Adams, I learned a lot from him as well. So it's just great. I got a mentor. I got someone who's coming up with me. You know, Alphonse is uh, the the heel. So, oh, it's a beautiful day out. No, it's rainy and terrible. Like, you know, so it's that's a lot of fun. But when you go to different promotions, I'm getting a lot of opportunities now, which I'm so grateful for. But you work with different people. And, and, and I love, like, Sam Laterna, amazing. Jimmy Riot, amazing. Just so many great commentators out there. Um, but when I'm moving all around and working with different people, different promotions, it's, like, not, like, how do I fit in and all this stuff. But just you don't want to talk over each other and you want to find your role. Like, CCW, I have more of a lead commentator role, I would say. And I guess that was kind of thrown to me by default. But I'm very thankful for that, and I want to own that and make that um, as great as I possibly can. But that being said, I think just trying to 
work with different people and find your spot. That's been a little tricky, but it's like a fun adventure. And once you find it, you find it. You guys know how it is. No, of course, man. Like, listen, we, we've gone through our obstacles as well. It's all a learning curve. Definitely enjoy doing commentary. Something I desperately miss, actually, looking to get back out there again. Crazy schedule that we've been having, or I personally been having. But, man, you are someone I would love to do commentary with down the road at some point. Rob, I feel Let's like... do it, bro. Absolutely, man. Let's fucking do it. I can talk to you I'm about... right here. Oh, hey, buddy. Jeez, wow. What a dick. Uh, what? It's awkward. Something we mm. would we would love to do commentary with you one day. Is that better? Is that better? Too late. Yeah. Oh, well, this is oh, awkward. Boy. Should we just go to... Should we just go to, like, what's trending? All right, Mark, I'm tired to hear you talking. So let's have you talk more. Let's find out what's, what's trending this week. <laughs> Good way of putting it, buddy. So, uh, King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown making a lot of noise on social media. People are very excited to see King of the Ring come back together. One of my personal favorites. Queen of the Ring. Well, I thought it should be called Queen of the Ring, but Queen's Crown, also very exciting. New concept, something I've been pushing for for quite some time because, hey, not for nothing, WWE, they have plenty of women, plenty of rising stars that could make that transition there to be a top star. And what better way than a Queen of the Ring? So let me read some tweets here. So WWE on Fox, at WWE on Fox, they tweet out, who are the top four WWE superstars who should be in the 2021 King of the Ring tournament? Matthew Rogers, at Matt Rogers. One, Xavier Woods. Two, Consequences Creed. Three, Austin Creed. Four, Austin (laughs) Watson. Clearly big, big Xavier Woods fan right there. And... Alex McCarthy at Alex M underscore talk sport. Don't fuck around WWE. Give us King Xavier Woods. Obviously a big push there for Xavier Woods. I'm seeing it over and over again on Twitter. We saw Xavier Woods on Raw talking about throwing me, throwing me, throwing me. Guys, what do we think here for King of the Ring? Is Xavier Woods king worthy? Not just this year. He's been saying that on Up, Up, Down, Down for I think the last two years. So this is something he's been asking for for quite a while now. Yeah, I mean, like, not for nothing. You know, Kofi Kingston won a uh, WWE Championship. Big E, current well, World Heavyweight Champion. You know, Xavier Woods deserves some singles love as well. I, I think this would be a great spot for him. I, the dude can go. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does in the ring. Obviously, great mic skills, great character, great charisma. Uh, I think his in-ring work has been uh, overlooked for quite some time by people. Very well said. Yeah, I'll piggyback on that real quick, bro. I think uh, Woods is a great King of the Wing, uh, King of the Ring winner. It makes so much sense on so many levels. The guy's got so much charisma. Even the way he holds the microphone is very king-like. Yeah. Um, you know, like little things like that, man. He could he, he could play himself out, like instead of having the trombone, having like those like horns or whatever. Like when the king comes out. Uh, but like you said, his in-ring move set speaks for itself. Uh, these guys got so much charisma. Obviously, we, um, I don't know if you guys were there when Kofi won the title at yes. Mania. What a moment that was. I mean, yeah, like you can never forget that. Big E, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, cashing in. What a great moment. And I feel like the New Day has just been consistently amazing. I mean, the, the start was a little rough, but they made it work. They made it their own. It's amazing. Um, and they didn't do the corny, like someone's going to betray someone. Yeah, I was convinced Woods was going to go to the Hurt Business at one point. I thought they were telegraphing that. But this is the way to go. King of the Ring for Woods makes so much sense. There's a couple other guys I'd like to see get it, but this is a home run. This is a grand slam. Let's not get cute. Woods, all day. So here's the thing, though. I mean, like, I think 
unanimously, we all agree on this. I think tw- the Twitterverse totally agrees on this. But on the other side of this, on the women's side, for the uh, Queen's crown, it was the same amount of push there for Liv Morgan. Now, mind you, on SmackDown, Liv Morgan lost to Carmella in a pretty quick fashion. Going back to Twitter here, Draven at Wrestling Covers. Tony Storm versus Lena lasted 2 minutes, 14 seconds. Liv Morgan versus Carmella lasted 1 minute, 36 seconds. Roman's entrance was longer than both women's matches. Not even a little bit of respect with this Queen's Crown tournament. Absolutely unacceptable. Hashtag, hashtag SmackDown. And then touching more on this, if I get the tweet up, give me one moment here. JD from New York at JD from NY206. This hashtag Queen's Crown Tournament has been a complete fucking disaster tonight. Liv Morgan and Tony Storm eliminated. Isn't this a platform to build new talent? Why even bother having a tournament if this is how you book things? Hashtag SmackDown. So Liv Morgan was getting a big push on Twitter. Same exact push as Xavier Woods. And we see her lose in very quick fashion here. We may not get what we want, guys. Yeah. I'll I'll jump on that real quick if you guys don't mind. Yeah, and you stole my thunder there. I was going to say, both of those matches combined for a little over three minutes, um, which was crazy. Did somebody say three minutes? Oh, boy. Oh, no. (laughs) That'll never get old. Oh, boy. He's he's hitting all all the greatest hits. Um, but I'll say this, man, like you said, for only three minutes, women's wrestling is so hot right now. I have probably about five match of the year picks right now, uh, in the running. Obviously, you know, I got to narrow it down to one. I think three of them are women's matches right now. Yeah. At least three of them are women's matches right now. Okay. Thunder Brit, uh, the women's rumble was great. Um, there's a great intergender match uh, at IWTV 100. I could go on and on, but the women are red hot right now. You, like you guys were saying earlier, you have this amazing roster you have so much great talent uh we just had the draft you know we shook things up whatever it is and 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 i felt the booking like you said was a little bit odd i thought Liv was a heavy favorite and if not have some fun with it at least king king of the ring as we knew was not only about the winner but it was about having these stellar matches nunez and i were just talking about this we were watching smackdown tonight just having these stellar matches it wasn't about i mean it was about the winner but it's about like these long not necessarily long but great matches that you got to see these were important matches and it's like the fact that they you know i'm, I'm a huge proponent of women's wrestling guys is coming up november 6th shameless promo that being said th- three minutes three, i know you're gonna do the bit but three minutes for real are you kidding me um and i didn't i didn't love the booking on this there'll, there'll be a lot of damage control which which we see i'm sure they'll get a lot of time on raw whatever it is Three minutes? Are you See, kidding me? Tony Storm, I can almost forgive. Liv Morgan is a shocker, especially putting Liv Morgan and Carmella in the first round. You know, you, you built this rivalry so much. You know, you, you could have them go later on. And I was talking to Putty about this. You know, we were watching SmackDown together before the show started, and I love the King of the Ring, as I mentioned before. I I, I loved it when it was a to- when it was a pay per view, and I loved it even more when they had qualifying matches going into it. You know, this just seems like so like thrown together. It seems lazy, if anything. Putty, your thoughts? Going back to Xavier Woods, does he need it? I think he does. Because New Day is over more than anybody probably in that company. They are a seven-time tag team champion. Does he need it? He needs it. Deserves it? Yes. Needs it? Yes. I don't think he does. I think he needs it in the sense that for him... Before let me continue. Uh, so if he wins King of the Ring, my thought was 
what happens to Kofi? And I thought maybe Kofi could be, they would work it out. I think Kofi maybe could be his jester, his prince. I think I would love to see their dynamic as King Xavier and maybe Prince or Jester Kofi. Does he need it? And I don't think, you know, I think that New Day is over enough as well as they are. I think you talk about New Day and Xavier Woods. Too, uh, they're two separate things. The New Day con- always going to be over, man. They're, they've been hot for such a long time, for so many years. So long. As man. Rob, you brought up before, they had a rocky start, but they powered through it and they became megastars. Now, Xavier Woods needs it. I, I think he needs it in a sense for his own singles career and how he stands His out. resume. His resume, okay. right. Because we talk about Big E. We talk about Kobe That's Kingston and their, their accomplishments. Xavier Woods hasn't yet stood out on his own yet. And I think this will be a fantastic way for him to do so. I think that's why, in a way, he needs it. And going back to the woman's side, me and Mark were t- watching it together. And you, correct me if I'm wrong, shat on the women involved in the tournament. I feel like it, it's uh, the way that it's set up, especially the tournament style, uh, in the matches, I don't. It's not necessarily the women. I think it's more of like the max, the the match mix up in there, where I think it's very obvious it's gonna be Shayna Baszler. Okay, I disagree. Because I thought it was gonna be Liv Morgan Natalia in the finals. I mentioned to you during the show, like I could see Natalia winning it, going just based on her lineage alone because of her two uncles, and that would be great. It would be great. Again, she doesn't need it. We talked about it many times. They mentioned it on commentary, Queen of the Ring, King of the Ring. Are supposed to be launch pads for your career. Natalia has a lot left in her tank, but isn't in the prime. And I, I agree with you. Now it would be cool to see Natalia win it because of that, but she doesn't need it. You're right. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, the two women that lost tonight, they needed it. I thought you, I thought Lynn Morgan was being the final. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. Man, to piggyback off that, I agree with you. Saying it's what what Buddy said. Like the launch pad, that's where it is. Natalia, man, I would pop for that if she wanted. She deserves it after all she's done. But uh, like you said, a Liv Morgan, that's yep. exactly what she needs. That is exactly what you need. It's one of those things, man. It's like when Kyle O'Reilly comes out. They don't know. He's a good wrestler, but they don't know like how to do Kyle O'Reilly. Like, they had him come out like Orange Cassidy one time. It's just like <laughs> you know, putting a hat on, on a hat. Like Liv Morgan, like she's got the look. You know, She's got the support of the fans. And you know, hasn't really had any gold yet. And not to say that you need gold, but... She has not capitalized. Fans, no. Yeah, and this is perfect. Like, I always say on the indies, like, you're a great wrestler, but you need, you know, like, it's important for fans to connect with you or, or you know, give you heat. Like, that's so that's half the battle. Liv has that already. And to have that, not just on the resume, that's exactly what she needs. Tony Storm has an even better resume. She has a great resume. She doesn't need it as much as Liv, but this is a great, you know, for a main roster thing, great jumping off point. Natalia, like you said, it wouldn't make all the sense in the world. I would be happy for it. Shayna Baszler, I mean, they've watered her down a lot on the main roster. We could go on and on about this NXT call-up story. We could – so many examples. I I don't want to go off on that tangent. But Shayna Baszler, I would love to see her. I think think that's why it's become obvious to me, especially now, that Shayna Baszler is going to win this whole thing because I feel like they're trying to right the ship with her. And I think this is their way to do it. Also, it's her nickname. She's also a queen. Queen of, of spades. spades. Yeah. But clearly, the higher-ups love Carmella. She's the first Money in the Bank champion. They seem to be really high on her. She's a good worker. She's got a great look. Would we be upset with her current character, the most beautiful woman in the WWE? Would we be upset if she won? I think so. Don't need it. I, I don't think she needs yeah, it. I exactly. Think, that's my point. I think people need this. I don't think she needs it. 
But I could see them putting the crown on her head. She she definitely doesn't need it. And I and I think again and going going back to the original point, the original tweet about the, the Queen's crown, is that you know, like three minutes, it's it's such a damn shame. Goddamn spotty. You know, because this women's division, it's stacked. You know, they they have a lot of great talent there, a lot of up and coming talent. You know, we we see the huge, the same old, same old main event, and they put on fantastic matches. Good for them. I could watch them wrestle all day long, but you know, it, it's time to build new talent because what's going to happen when Charlotte retires? What's going to happen when Becky Lynch retires? You know, what's going to happen when when these women go off into the sunset? And you're not building new stars here. You have plenty of younger talent in there to build up and. It, Great, the great way to do that is through a tournament like this. Yeah, and, and Rob, you're right. That doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter who wins, but you, for the chase to climb up to have good quality matches, three minutes combined here, <clears throat> that's just sad. But guys, we do have to move on here. But, but quick, oh, prediction: yeah. who thinks going to win for both sides here? Yeah. I, I think for the men's, I, I think it's going to be. I want to say Xavier Woods, but I, I don't think it's going to be the case. I think they're going to go with with uh, Finn Balor. Me too. I think it's, it's a way to make it up to him about what happened at um, to you, Extreme Rules. I said it out loud, not even thinking it. The prince becomes a king. Yeah. I think that was a, that was a great moniker, what you said. And I think that's what they're going to go with yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Rob? Yeah, I said the same thing when Rodson, like the prince and the king. Yeah. It was, uh, it same makes sense. Uh, I think Finn, again doesn't need it you know that's what we're talking about i think he's gonna have some great matches uh i wouldn't have been surprised if cesaro won tonight uh i thought that he would have been a great king of the ring but again he's another one that like he gets the big win they do nothing gets the big win do nothing with him resigns do nothing with him like it's one of those things man and i and i want to be respectful i'm not hating on a company and all that stuff just in terms of, of booking and uh, especially the three-minute thing. I mean, I could go on and on what's about that? that, but that. What's that? Ah, man, you think I would learn by now? now I, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Woods on this one. I'm going to stick with that. Okay, for the good. women, my pick. My pick was Lib. I'm not really sure. I, I guess Shayna. Gotta go. Shana, really Shana's sure. Shana's the obvious choice, <sighs> man. Like who? Who else would it be on there? You know, it's no, Car- no, no, I was Liv. It's, it's Carmella. The writing is on the wall. It's Carmella. All right, but moving on now to AEW. The T, yeah, Putty, your favorite topic here. The TBS Championship was announced. It was a big surprise here. The two-year anniversary show of AEW Dynamite. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't really that much of a surprise that we all knew it was coming, but, you know, they're promoting it as a big surprise here. So I'm trying to tout it up here. Putty, give me a fucking break. All right, kayfabe, okay. <laughs> okay. Bring it okay. back. Awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's do it over again. What? What? The TBS Championship? Um, Yeah, people already trying to make their predictions here on Twitter. Women of AEW, at Women of AEW, post a picture of the TBS Championship. Honestly, not a big fan of the design, but that's a whole other subject. Who should was her, be... Was that her tweet or your personal comment? That's my own personal okay. comment here. Who should be the first? That's what's being asked here. That's what's being passed around all through Twitter waves. You know, people are talking about Ruby Soho. People are pushing for Jade, Car- uh, Jade Cargill. Thunder Rosa is a is a very popular name that's coming up here. Is my tweet on there? You read my tweet? Am I reading your tweet? Yeah. I know. I know you. You said something about Jade Cargill. There's no point. This is her championship. There's nobody else is in, in line for this. Serena Deeb is being uh, talked no. about quite Ow. a bit for this. No, don't insult her intelligence, please. This is handpicked for Jade Cargill. The way they're pushing her, the storyline. Nobody else comes close. Rob, who do you think is going to win this? Your your booking makes a lot of sense, man. I I don't I'm not picking Jade. 
I think it makes a lot of sense, though, man. Everything you say uh, doesn't have a lot of L's, if any, Thanks. in the business or in, in AAW. But I'll say this, man. We talked about this on the show, Shameless Promo. Thunder Rosa, mark my words, will be getting gold um, at the beginning of 2022, one way or another, or maybe at the end of this year. I think, is it going to be Thunder Rosa getting the TBS championship or getting the AEW Women's Championship finally? Because she was the only one, or not the only one, but she had that big win over uh, Britt in that Lights Out match. That's one of my Match of the Year nominees. I think Thunder Rosa is going to be the one to dethrone Britt down the exactly. line. I'm going to go that way. And for that, oh, I love it. And for that reason, I'm going to go back. This is a great segue from what we were talking about earlier. I think for that reason, Ruby Soho is going to be the one to win the TBS championship. Because if you think about it, no gold in WWE. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think won any nope, gold. None. She got this big push coming into this company. Love the song coming in. She's got the momentum, had the title match. It was the right move for her not to beat Britt. I, I think that would have just completely just distinguished what Britt had going on right now. There's a lot of great things going on. The, the women's division has always been great, but now it's it's got more momentum behind it. They have a, a fantastic women's division. I love what they did with Sheeta and Serena Deeb this past week. I going on. I think that was a very non-WWE booking, which I appreciated. That being said, though, this is where Ruby Soho finally, finally captures some gold in AEW, and this is going to be a very nice moment. I think it's going to be January 5th, whenever it is. Now, both you gentlemen make some very, very good points here. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Rob, about Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa was actually originally, like, my, you know, gut reaction pick here to win this. But, you know, the more I thought about it, and I, I was going to say it, but you brought it up first here, so props to you. Thunder Rosa is the obvious, well, not necessarily the obvious, but the most logical choice to be, to beat Britt Baker yes. for the AEW Women's Championship. So for her to win the TBS Championship may not make sense. Putty, you brought up about Jade Cargill. I think she, she's obviously, she is probably the favorite to win this. It just all makes sense. She's got a great look. She, this, this woman is the modern day China. She's built for this. She's, she is champion quality. She is someone exactly what you would want. She's someone that, if she was an AEW, I think WWE would be all over her. She's, she's just got that it factor. Ruby Soho, I, I think is a sentimental value there. Uh, I think people want to see her win gold. I think that makes sense. But the one name that people are not mentioning so much, Chris Statlander. Oh, fame. Chris Statlander. West Dysop, native. Okay. <laughs> here we go. West Dysop proud right here. I think will be a phenomenal choice. Chris Chandler is not a bad choice. Chris Chandler, I think, will be a phenomenal choice, man. I, I think she, homegrown talent of the original signees from AEW, uh, the, the guy in there, I, I think that would be a great stepping stone for her. And you know what? Props to AEW and Tony Khan for bringing, a, a, um, I'm sorry, a mid-card title to the women's division here. It's somebody's listening to me. I've been talking about it for like We've six, been talking about six years for, of the show. And it's crazy because AEW doesn't necessarily have it's that not, huge no. of a women's roster. They have a, they have a decent amount, but... Easily, the WWE has a way bigger women's roster, way bigger division there, but yet they don't have that. They could benefit more of a mid-card title than these fucking tag team champions. Right. So, smart move for AEW. Good job. Yeah. A way to put their flag in, in, uh, in the sand. How do we there. feel about their mid-card titles being named after networks, though? Is it not original? Is it cool? I, mean, I don't understand how... I, I look a... at it... It's a throwback. I look at it from this perspective. Because uh, when you when you talk to non wrestling, like 
perfect example. And then here's a little shameless promo for me. I'm all about a hashtag shameless promo. Um, <laughs> I, I, we we, had, we got to interact with Sammy uh, Guevara at the, at the last convention. We were interviewing Casey Navarro. And, um, you know, Navarro and Sammy had like – Sammy's literally at the table across from us. We're like, he's fighting Bobby Fish. If Bobby Fish brings this title back to MLW, you can compete for it. You know, the title's right there across from Sammy. hears us. He does like a little, not like a stare down, but he holds up the title, kind of smiles at Casey. He's like, oh, okay, it was a nice little thing. Sammy did an intro for the show. Uh, shout out to Sammy. That was amazing. That's but seeing cool. that, that was, it was awesome. And I put it all over Twitter. Um, but basically seeing that TNT title, it's beautiful with like the black leather now. It's, it's very shiny. And when I was telling this story to my friends or people who aren't into wrestling, uh, they know TNT. They don't know AEW as much. They don't know wrestling, but they know TNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we watch a basketball. We know drama. True. You know, um, <laughs> TV, it's, I think it's a really good way to a make the network happy. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. A lot of the mid card titles are the TV title, whatever it True, is yeah. that makes sense. And just from an outsider perspective, it's a TBS titles and TNT title. I think it's a grand slam. No pun intended. So what happens with now that dynamite's moving to TBS? TBS. You know, do they still have the TNT championship did they, or do they call it the, the dynamite championship now? No, because I think they're staying on TNT for Dyn- uh, for Rampage. Ram- Rampage. I think Rampage. Keep it, yeah. Got it. I think they said they're going to keep it. That makes sense. I don't know. Moving on to our final subject here and what's trending. Staying with AEW here, All Elite Wrestling. They put out an interesting tweet. At AEW, they shared an article by Variety.com. Vince McMahon is finally getting what he hasn't seen in 20 years, competition. Interesting to see there. A rival promotion, bring out Vince McMahon by name. Usually that's not something you see. Also, Tony Khan made some interesting statements earlier this week. I'm bloating up the tweet right now. For whatever reason, it's slow service. Sorry, guys. Pro Wrestling Finesse, at Pro W Finesse, quoting Tony Khan here, you avoid becoming WWE by only signing the best people. I believe we have the best roster in all of wrestling right now. I really do believe that. Tony Khan taking multiple shots at WWE this week, and particularly at Vince McMahon. Guys, what do we think about this? Should WWE take this as competition? Should, should they at, at least? Or is Tony Khan just getting in, trying to get ahead of Vince McMahon here? Is he just like that annoying gnat on the big elephant? Yes, to both. Interesting. Go on. My new favorite sport that I love to do now is going on social medias and watching the WWE fanboys and the AEW fanboys fight over each other. It's fucking hilarious. You should watch this. I'm sure you oh, do. I, I see it all the time. I'm going to read some tweets later on here. And one of the th- comments is how this promotion is constantly taking shots at WWE for no reason. This, I don't think, is a no reason thing. They're making waves. Should Vince consider them competition? I'm not too sure about that yet. Rob, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go the other way. Like, And again, I'm trying not to look at this from a, from a fan's perspective. I'm trying to look at it from a uh, business and in-ring performer perspective. And all I can say is this, uh, they, the shots they, they would take at WWE were always very, not subtle, but like tongue in cheek yeah. or, you know, the other company or whatever. And now that we're here now, it, it like you said, it, it's, it's picking up a little bit more, more momentum. It's making headlines out. It's a little bit more on the nose than it used to be. But again, AEW after all out, keep your foot on the gas pedal. Let's bring people in. Let's do it. Tony Khan is doing it right. The booking's been fantastic. We're exciting. New titles, new competitors coming in. A lot of our friends that we've had on our shows, guys, getting jobs. It's amazing. The wrestlers, the morale from what I've heard and what I've seen, 
Couldn't be higher. Adam Cole is all smiles. Daniel Bryan, we saw him at the last show, took a picture with him. Couldn't be happier. Big smile on his face. The morale's there. They keep their foot on the gas. It's great. They're making waves. Are they at whatever level in the ratings? Not yet. Are are they doing this right now on the upslope? 100%. Keep your foot on the gas. Uh, I'm excited for what they're doing. And let's be real. A lot of people whose contracts might be running out, Johnny Gargano, might be going to other companies. Kevin and Owens. I think they're going to continue to ride the Kevin Owens. We go on and on. Ride that wave because these guys want to wrestle. They want to have time. And everyone gets you. AOW Dark, Rampage, AW Elevation, keep your foot on the gas right now. I think it is competition. Yeah, we can look at numbers and stats all day. You're making waves. It's a conversation right now. I think they're going to go up from here. I love how both of them say, Tony Khan and Vince McMahon have said, like, no, 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 it's not competition, not competition. But then this this stuff keeps coming up. Uh, you know, and Rob, to piggyback off what you said here, so Shot of Wrestling, we put up a tweet out about this. Should Vince McMahon start considering AEW as competition? We've had some interesting responses here. A lot of no's. A lot of flat-out no's, by the way. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Going to the ratings thing, someone did bring this up. Raw, on October 4th, 1.857 million viewership. AEW, 10.6. 1.053 million view- viewership. Totally. Saying that... AEW should be considered a competition. This is their second year anniversary, man, and they're already cracking a million. Now they're hitting it consistently. It's that's pretty fast, man. And I I think I agree. I think Vince McMahon should start looking at them as maybe a little bit more seriously, something a little bit more competition. But people already are are saying that they're making their case why they shouldn't. Uh, Justin at Justin X times 413. AEW isn't anywhere near the giant that WWE is, and WWE isn't going anywhere. The fact that NXT moved to a different day, then got a makeover, says something. I'm t- in terms of quality show, I personally think AEW puts on a better show consistently. Roman is carrying <coughs> WWE right now, in my opinion. J.KFabe, one half, these names are ridiculous. <laughs> In my honest opinion, the moment Vince starts signing the talent who are getting buried and will continue to get buried by the nostalgia signing some AEW fans are demanding and Khan is currently doing is the moment he considers AEW competition. Some say he did when WCW started the same trend. I thought that was an interesting take right there. You know, AEW is far from perfect right now. I yes. think I think some fans are being critical of the signings that w, uh, that AEW is making here, and that could be pushing out some of the younger talent there, like maybe Sony Kiss or Sony Kiss, uh, Sony Kiss excuse me. Uh, it, it, that was immediately who came to mind, and some other names I'm sure I'm blanking out on because they probably aren't getting the TV time that maybe WWE would would roll the dice on. They're right. If WWE does do that, that could be a sign like, hey, maybe we're taking this a little seriously, or maybe we are eyeing AEW, which I am sure they are. You know, I think the debate will go on and on here as far as like you know what, what what Vince McMahon should be doing, what should not be doing, as far as what AEW and Tony Khan are doing with the success. I I see it for my own personal state uh, standpoint, the fact that the, these ratings are are getting closer and closer so fast. I think absolutely they should be taken seriously. Do we care yeah, about we, competition? Because as wrestling fans, we're getting. Great stuff. We are getting great stuff, but this is why I think we should care about what Vince McMahon is doing. Because Vince McMahon, when he's pushed, we've seen this before with WCW. Like he puts out phenomenal product. That's what I've been saying since the, they announced AEW. All right, be careful what you wish for. He's been complacent for twenty years. He's the best mind in this business. He's a genius. When you wake him up, 
be careful what you get for. What, is this? For. Is maybe that's what Tony Khan's trying to do? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just maybe poke that's why he's trying to poke bit. the yeah. Because Vince McMahon's not budging. I feel like no, not yet. And, and I, I think we're all waiting for, it, including Tony Khan. I'm going to say it. Like, I think they're just waiting for him to wake up and to give that competition to, to give us all that great product because they're definitely capable of it. Hence, what they said about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been tearing it up every single week. They have some great storylines here, but the rest of the card, blah. Did you hear about? Apparently, I don't know. I didn't read the full article. Maybe Rob, you, you know about this. Dynamite and Raw going head to head in Canada. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I didn't read but, the whole article. I read the headline, so that might be awakening too. Like it's the ratings dip in Canada. Yeah. A, it's like oh, we got to do something about this. So I I pay attention to like actions and reactions, and to me, like after Punk debuted, it was like all right, let's get Brock in here, Becky. We've had you kind of with it. Let's, let's get Becky in here. Let's go. Some of the booking on SmackDown, some of the show, particularly the MSG show, I felt was phenomenal and yeah. like you said it's been very complacent complacent especially raw very complacent same old same old nothing exciting and they've had some some moments of brilliance here and there and i think i think it's very reactionary to some of the big moments that AEW has had or the debuts or the pay-per-views and and i just want to bring this up very quickly this is not my point this is bully ray from uh serious radio busted open he had a great point you look around uh AEW, look at the fans a lot of guys our age um you know, a lot of college kids, a lot of older fans, not a lot of kids. You know, you look at WWE, you see kids hanging over the barrier, um, you know, getting the high fives, the Roman Reigns, you know, the John Cena's, they, they love all that. You look around, you go to an AW event, not, I mean, there's kids, not a lot of kids, no. WWE families, mm. kids. So that's a little bit of, obviously, we can talk about the ratings, the um, the demographics and all that stuff, but he hit it right on the head, man. Good point. Yeah, I, I thought it, it was great. Point, but at the end of the day, like you said, buddy, the real winners, like who cares? The fans, man. Yeah. The real winners, the fans, man. I, and these tweets about all oh, WWE is still going to stick around. Yeah, of course it is. Of like course. we're not saying it's going to go. Well, like that's not even a conversation. Of course, unless Disney buys them out. But I think I personally keep on saying this: if and when Vince McMahon sells this to to Disney, and which I'm hoping will be the suitor to, to to buy them out if they do get bought out, I think it's game over. For, for any competition because Disney they have the resources and if they want something to succeed they're going to make sure it succeeds not only just barely but to dominate everything else and I, I think they'll be the ones to do it to mm-hmm. make to make WWE interesting again because I feel like to a lot of people it's not that interesting I, I think only some components of it and it pisses me off when I see like Rob as he mentioned the MSG show at Smackdown they're capable of it that whole show was fire it, it, it's just they need to consistently do it, and that's where they lack, and that's what pisses me off. And I think that's what pisses a lot of fans off because you know we want WWE to succeed, we want all of wrestling to succeed. I think Tony again, I think Tony Khan wants it. He's very passionate about it. Rob, you were there at uh, Arthur Arthur Ashe Stadium. Tony Khan came out every few times. He was amped. He was pumped. Yeah, yeah, he was like a fan. Class, class, class act two coming out. He did it at both shows, newer two. Came out off camera. Uh, he did have like the little on camera thing for Rampage or whatever, but he came out off camera right before Dynamite went live. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you for supporting Ada. Just you know, like school in September, full of class. This guy, uh, you know, I don't know if Vince comes out, and not to say he should or ha- should have to, but I thought it was very classy that he comes out, thanks everybody, this and that. And again, like he's he's a fan. He's a fan like us, you know. Um, very passionate. I I, I I I always joke like. Now that Tony Khan is getting the success, like, would he turn into events one day? Like, after he has all the success and 
things get a little bit more boring for him. And so like, I always kind of think like future wise, but, and that's not a knock. I love TK. Thank you for giving my friends jobs, bro. Um, I love TK. That's, that's just kind of some fantasy fictional stuff that goes on in my head, <laughs> but I mean, maybe one day, but TK is doing a great job right now. And I'm very appreciative. Of he that. is man. That, that's what I love. I love that fire and that energy Vince. When he comes out, I mean, maybe it's an age thing, or or maybe it's just like he's complacent. I don't know, but I, you don't get that same energy. Uh, even even when he came out, like you know, for WrestleMania or for like the first uh, show back in the in the live uh, stadium here, it, it's just not the same. But again, could be age. I don't know, but I, personally, I think it's time for him to move on. Hand this hand this over to someone else here. But that's a whole other story. Game. <laughs> now we're getting to a different subject. That's a different show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some TV takedown this week. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, gentlemen, television. Marcus, what do you got for me this week? Oh, man, going into this, man, I, I had AEW all across the board here that I was going to be talking about. But, man, after watching SmackDown before, oh, man, that was, that was a damn good show, man. Very good. You know, so I have to say, you know, going to the main event here for this, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm looking forward to Crown Jewel coming up in the next couple of weeks. Right? Like, I can't believe Holy I'm saying this. Me neither. Like, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, we've seen this rivalry before quite a few times, but they just make it more and more intriguing here. And Paul Heyman, great to see him back in the mic. Great to see the old Paul Heyman back, cutting a promo on Brock Lesnar. And not acting like the shriveling little cuckold that he is about the, the tribal chief. He had like he was the old Paul Heyman talking oh. to the, cram, the camera. Like this is what I missed. What I said, he still got it. Yep. Still got it, man. I, I'm very intrigued to see this match, man. Because I, I, at this point right now, I honestly don't know who's going to win. Like it, it, it's obvious, to say like you know, yeah, you know, Roman Reigns for sure. You know, carrying on to WrestleMania and whatnot. But you know, Crown Jewel. It's kind of like. You never know what's going to happen over there. Like it's not the obvious choice that's going to win. Yeah, you know, it's whatever really what the prince wants. And it could be Brock Lesnar. I think they're kind of making a push where it could be Brock Lesnar. And of course, Paul Heyman's going to be the X factor. I want to see which way he goes. Does he really align himself with the tribal chief? Doesn't seem like it's all the way through. Seems like there's still some sort of allegiance here with Brock Lesnar, but to what extent we don't know. And that that's what I'm looking forward to see. I mentioned it last week how there's no pay per view this month. Crown Jewel is their October pay per view, and they are building it up very well. And I said the same thing: like, I want to watch this. Right? This card so far seems to be fantastic. Now the Hell in a Cell match, uh, dude. What? Seth Rollins Edge in a Hell in a Cell match, part three of their of their rivalry here. So I was embarrassed all day. I was embarrassed. The very first Saudi Arabia show with the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Oh god, that was awful. And I had some extra days left. So I'm like, let me take a sick day to watch this. I'm thinking maybe I'll fucking take off work. Are you really? So I'm thinking about it. <laughs> because I know for a fact. Wow. I know for a fact. Is anyone not, from work watching or listening to this I'm show? not going to come back <laughs> Thursday night from work, Friday night from work, or the following weekend, especially if I know what happens. I'm not going to watch three hours mm. of a pay-per-view. Agreed. If I knew what happens. So maybe. Maybe. <coughs> I'll get a little cough. My COVID will come back. COVID relapse here. Hey, maybe I'll take off. Watch Crown Jewel. Because that card is like stacked. Because this is their pay-per-view. And they're giving us what Crown Jewel should be. Not just a throwaway show. 
a stacked pay-per-view card. Because it's always been a throwaway pay-per-view. No it, one gives it, a shit. It, it's always it been has. one match. It has. It, yeah, it would always be centered around one match of, like, you know, Goldberg or like Undertaker. DX. Yeah, yeah, some sort of, like, throwback. And the only real throwback here right now, well, two, I guess, is Brock Lesnar and Edge. But, like, these guys can still go. Yeah, so this is looking like a good pay-per-view. Rob, your opinion of Crown Jewel so far? Uh, on Crown Jewel, it's like you guys said, this is probably the Crown Jewel that I most look forward to. I'm personally looking very forward to the women's match. I believe it's still the triple threat, right? With Becky Biceps, um, <laughs> Bianca Belair, who, who I'm a huge fan of, and uh, it's boss time. Sasha Banks, wrestling fashion nominee this week, too. So this is where me and Mark differ in opinion here. I'm assuming it's still going to be a triple threat. Becky probably win. Becky Charlotte swap belts like they did last year. Mark is convinced Charlotte's going to join this match. It's going to be a fatal four way. What do you? How do you? I like it. I like it. We like it. Yes, it's going to be a good match. We like it. Is it going to happen though? Do you see it happening? Yes, dude. That's I just had like a like my brain explode. She's 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 not she's not booked for anything, right? She's not booked for anything. And and here's the thing. You know, the the past couple of weeks, you know, she's inserted herself into the storyline. And now on Raw, we're going to have this tag match. So what do you do? Is Just it? So what do you do? What don't do the belt do? swap. Don't do the belt swap. They've done that enough times. Like, they, even with the Agreed. Tag yeah. belts. Like, They've done it too many times. Just don't once. do that. Just don't once. do that. So was it winner no, take like, all? Winner take all? I would like to see winner take They did it. Like, don't. like Yeah, once. Is it winner take all then, or do you, is it just the SmackDown Women's Championship? Do they make it? Do they make it maybe elimination? I mean, what do you? What, there, there's it, so many ways it can go. And plus, all right, okay, this this is a big marquee match here. Could be a main event. You put Charlotte into this. This could push to be a big main event here again to like you know make a statement match, if you will, the fir- like the first women's match of this of this magnitude in Saudi Arabia. You might as well have. The four gold standards there. Three, because Bailey's not there. My girl Bailey, rest, re- quick recovery. Uh, Props to Bailey. Yeah, yes, yeah. we do wish her speedy recovery. Yeah. But like as of right now, this like like current it, roster. Not a bad idea. I'm not against it. I just don't see it happening. It's just a, We've seen wrestling count, countless times and for for so many years. I feel like the writing is on the wall here. Why, why is Charlotte being involved the past couple weeks no, now? It's a good question. You're making a good point. I can't answer that question. But for some reason, the back of my head, my gut is telling me, I don't see it happening. Rob, back me up here, man. You've been watching the product. I thought, so my thought process was Becky actually, well, I know this is not a popular decision. I thought Becky was going to lose the belt in some form or fashion. She won't look weak because she won't get pinned, whatever it is, True. kind of a thing. Uh, she can have she can have a little bit of that uh, adversity is not the word. A little bit of that bump in the road to kind of try to get the belt back, a little get her a little angrier than she was. Kind of thing. That being said, that's the way I thought it would go. This way, it, it would go on. Is Bianca going to be on Raw now? I forget who's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bianca and I Becky think, going so on Raw. Bianca, boom, Bianca gets it. It goes, whatever. but no, that's still SmackDown. But I don't know. I'm confused. Um, but anyway, that the whole blue belt goes on the blue brand and the red belt is like whatever. I'm trying not to think about that. Just thinking about the match, though. I love what you said, Mark. Man, that that's amazing. Put Charlotte in this match. Why not? Sometimes it's great. Sometimes triple threats can get a little tricky. Fatal four-way could be too many moving parts, or it could be amazing. Think about the caliber of the women between the ropes. 
this could be, dude, I popped for that idea when you said add Charlotte to the match. She's amazing. Throw one of those top rope corkscrew moonsaults. Come on, let's do this. this yeah, you know. absolutely. And if, if that match is going to happen, I really, really want to see a statement being made being that main event. I might be getting my hopes up too much for that. Uh, you know, obviously they go with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I think a lot of people will be happy. But, like, you know, what a hell of a statement would that be, you know, to have those four women especially like a match of that magnitude could main event any type of peer review, but the main event in Saudi Arabia, crown jewel. Hello, 2021. The match of the year, maybe. So I have a couple things I'm looking forward to. This past Monday night, Jeff Hardy was interviewed. And he said it's good to be in front of fans again. He reached the highest of highs and crashed back to reality. He also said that going to SmackDown might be the perfect opportunity to see a Different side and different ego of Jeff Hardy? Okay. I'm in. I'm looking forward to this. Please give me a new Jeff Hardy. Maybe Brother Nero. It's a long-standing rumor. Is he wants to debut Nero in WWE. But I'm looking forward to the next chapter of Jeff Hardy's career going to SmackDown. I'm excited to see about this. What's this whole Willow thing I keep hearing about? Willow is Brother Nero. It's If you don't watch Impact TNA back in the day, it's his alter ego. Got it. I can't explain it to you. Like- he wears a mask. Oh, Rob, you know? Yeah, it's a mask. It's kind of a little bit of face paint, a little bit of the mask kind of thing. I've yeah. seen some of it. I think it was before Brother Nero, yeah. but maybe he kind of combined Willow, it too. It's a yeah. more fashion. And don't yeah. quote me on that. But, yeah. Go ahead, bro. But that that's pretty much it. And just piggybacking off that, I love that, dude. Jeff Hardy, one of my favorite, probably my second favorite of all time, man. All time. Um, I, I, he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need to change anything. He's super over, man. Uh doesn't need to change a thing. But for him, from a creative perspective – from the amazing paint that he does, it's yeah. only gotten more amazing. His artwork and the paint, this is an opportunity for him to, to change things up. So I, he, I could definitely see that. That's a great, he, great point. Here's here's the thing, though. I mean, like, with all due respect, and, like, I understand Jeff Hardy is very, very popular in the wrestling community. I personally have never been a huge fan of him. You know, a lot of, you know people are going, oh, how can you say that? Just my opinion. I'm leaving. I'm I'm literally hanging up. <laughs> Just my opinion. I was never really that impressed with Jeff Hardy. I always thought, I always thought he was on a little bit more the reckless side, and I couldn't really resonate with his character. But I understand. Very popular in the wrestling world today, though. What Rob? What you said though? He doesn't necessarily need to to change anything. I disagree highly with you in that. I, I think Jeff Hardy. We just recently see, see him try to compete for the twenty four seven championship. And loose. That was that was trending. That was trending. Yes, and you chose not. Great to Great point. I can't 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 argue with that. And you chose not to talk about that, by the way. Jeff Hardy couldn't even get over on shot wrestling. Jeff Hardy needs to change. I'm sorry to say it, because of the fact that he's becoming more and more and more of an afterthought. People were losing their minds when Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross in his debut in Raw. Let's talk about that. You know, people were losing their minds. A guy who was a former multiple-time World Heavyweight Champion WWE beat an up-and-comer, a person who made his main event debut, uh, main roster debut on Raw, and people thought a jobber won. They were acting like Barry Horowitz won the Intercontinental Championship again. Jeff Hardy's awesome. He's a big, very marketable. Fans love him. They think they are, they're behind him. They think he deserves better than he's getting, and everybody deserves. Uh, can agree with that. Looking forward to this new Jeff Hardy. Is he going to be edgier? Is he going to be different? Is he going to be Willow? Is he going to be Brother Nero? 
Because what they're doing with Jeff Hardy is an insult to the Hardy name. I'm looking forward to this next chapter of Jeff Hardy's career. Hopefully, it leads to bigger and better things. I want to. He, see, he deserves better. I want to see that one last push from him. I do want to see that. I, I do want to gain investment. Just because I haven't been before doesn't necessarily mean my arms are folded and I hope he fails. No. I, no I, nobody, I, nobody wants to. I, I want to see the other side of it. I'm curious about this whole Willow character, this yeah. whole New York character. And YouTube I, is I, interesting. I, and I hope he brings that to, to SmackDown. Yeah. Rob, what about you, my man? What was your takedown? Or what is your takedown coming up, I should say? Yeah, so um, real quick, I'm actually excited to go to the AEW side of things real quick. I'm excited to see the storylines kind of build up, too. Yeah, we're covering all the bases. Um, Going up to full gear, man. Some interesting stuff uh, that I wanted to talk about. I can't take credit for this, but uh, we talked about Sammy earlier. Now Sammy back with the Inner Circle. One of the great things about the Inner Circle is that they're a faction, but they can be independent of each other. And it always, it always I, I was always confused at one point. I'm like, are they still together? But it always Me comes too. back. It always works. So I, I commend them for, I'm not about all the factionism. There's way too many. Um, that being said, though, Inner Circle has done a great job of, of being separate yet together. Uh, as we've seen them come back this last Wednesday, they're going to take on uh, what is it, the top team. Uh, yeah. All those MMA guys and gals, uh, that, and the men of the year, of course, that coming up. Because that being said, because you know what, I'm not necessarily excited for, but I just want to see how this plays out. When Jake Hager turns on the inner circle, he's an MMA Ooh. guy. Come on, guys! And I can't take credit for that. Uh, our friend Mr. Bill Bodkin called that a while ago. We thought it was going to happen earlier uh, at Arthur Ashe or wherever, but I think that's going to happen. And just a little side note, uh, I really was interested in. We talk about how we kind of get this complacent booking elsewhere. Uh, we're used to certain things. We expect certain things. I thought the booking with Sheeta coming out and having the 50 wins award there, being like, well, she's going to win because this is what we are trained to know, you know, and she'll win versus Serena Deep. And having her not win in a really great match. Uh, I'm not always about the technical stuff. Fantastic match. All about it. It was great. Then having Deep kind of just go super, super, super next level heel, uh, smash the trophy over. I thought that was just very like, and the commentators did a great job too. Very like, oh, she's just totally gonna win here. Yeah. And they're like, aha, aha. Like, and I thought that was very like against the grain kind of booking. We didn't expect that. And I, I would like to see more of that. So little things like that. That's what I'm excited. You know, not for nothing. I was actually expecting people to lose their minds over that. Uh, but no, it's quite the opposite. People really appreciated the fact that Tony Khan and AEW Creative did not go with the obvious choice totally agree. to have Sheeta win the 50th. And Putty, you mentioned earlier before. Uh, off air about she's going to get it. Eventually. She's going to she's going to get fifty wins eventually. She's going to get it. It's going to happen. Uh, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see Sheeta. You know, if, if they call it, you know, Sheeta being complacent now that she's getting close to the fiftieth, and now she has to fight for that fiftieth win a little bit more. That that'll be good character shift for her. Uh, she definitely needs something like that. She needs something to do on there because I feel like she's kind of fallen off the rails since she lost AEW Women's Championship. And a great spot for Serena Deeb. I've always been a big fan of her work. I, I think she's phenomenal. She doesn't get enough credit, and I'm glad she's getting that spotlight here in AEW. So I have a couple more things. Again, I mentioned this week in and week out for the last two or three weeks, so I apologize to sound like a broken record. But uh, Tommaso Ciampa was being interviewed backstage talking about his match against Braun Breaker for Halloween Havoc, and our boy Joe Gacy interrupted and saying, you issued an open challenge. I want to answer that. Tommaso Ciampa said, well, if you beat me next week, you can be added to that match in Halloween Havoc. So I'm looking forward to this 
match between Joe Gacy and Tommaso Ciampa. Do I think he's going to win? No. I think he should win because we've been talking about it the last two or three weeks. Way too early for Braun Breaker to win the championship. Even being in a one-on-one match here. I think Joe Gacy should be added to this match. Our boy Joe Gacy deserves it. So I'm looking forward to seeing if he wins because there's a question here. You know, I found a very interesting. I put out a poll here for NXT 2.0 to see who is uh, who the, the fans are most interested in seeing, who they like the most here as a new face of NXT 2.0. And some interesting results here, Putty. Some a little interesting, some very obvious. So here it is at Shot Wrestling. Which new star is impressing you the most on hashtag WWE NXT? The choice were Braun Breaker. Joey Gacy, Core Jade, or Tony D'Angelo. Surprise, surprise, Braun Breaker won this. 56% of the votes have 36 wow. votes here. Right? You want to know who second is? Mm-hmm. It's not Joe Gacy. Many Rose. Wow. It's Tony D'Angelo. I, 21%. I'm about that. I, was, I, I love this A guy. lot of people are. A lot of people, yeah. He was built as a heel, but the crowd got behind him. I'm like, yeah, all right, I, I like this guy. I'm okay. I'm in. So that means Joe Gacy's third, 17%. Not even close. But people who don't know Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy is, I can see why they wouldn't vote for him because it's a weird gimmick. It is a weird gimmick. And it seems out of place in NXT 2.0, especially with the Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker storyline. So I get it. But if you know Joe Gacy, you're in for a wild ride. And now that that, I don't remember his name, the big Brock Lesnar type. Oh, Parker. Well, I don't know what he's... I don't know what his WWE name is. Yeah. Hey, Rob, I want to hear your opinion. What are your thoughts on NXT 2.0? Well, first of all, going back to the things that I'm excited about, I'm totally erasing all my answers, and I'm copying and pasting for Buddy, because I am so excited for Joe Gacy to be taking on the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, in a non-title match this Wednesday. I cannot wait. Like you said, a lot of history uh, with Gacy on the indies amongst all of us. He always made the time for us, so thank you, Mr. Gacy. Always did. That being said, Shameless promo, our last uh, interview with him, um, it was right, right before he got signed. And congrats again, man. He's killing it. Uh, he talked about his relationship with Champa. Uh, Champa Champ really? had come in. He fought him before, I believe. I, I think someone had just released the poster of the, the indie event where they fought and now the NXT marquee title match that's happening this Wednesday. But he also had been... Chump had been there for the Evolve like seminars before the show. Yes, and I has, believe yes. he. And I'm and I'm sharing this because this is very public. He, he said this on our show that Champa had had given him some advice after Gacy's match, and so so they had a, have had a relationship. I'm sure in some form or fashion they really want to work together. Uh, or Champ Champa was like, "Hey, I want to work with Gacy." Who knows what went on? But um, what Gacy is doing right now, this is not the Gacy we have known. Or seen and for him when he's sitting in a chair with a microphone by himself and again I'm not getting political I'm not saying this that or the other thing just him sitting in a chair with a microphone by himself I was like oh owned it he nailed it knocked it out of the park uh, what they asked him to do he did it whatever this persona character is it's getting attention yeah. it's connecting or getting heat whatever it is that's what you need I am so excited for this match I really do hope he gets added to that match Booking-wise, that would be super, super fast NXT title shot. But we're for him, man, and I am so oh, so excited for that. That being said, to answer your very simple question, NXT 2.0 has been I, – I really thought they were just going to yank the guts out and take everything that we love about NXT. Johnny Wrestling, we love 
uh, the Champa Johnny feud. Champa being the champ, I did not expect. That being said, it hasn't been that bad. I, I was really ready to get my heart broken, and it hasn't been bad. Maybe there's slow. It's going to be like the slow heart or the slow breakup or whatever. But uh, it's it's been fun, and they're introducing new people left and right. I think it's a great it's a great balance so far, and and I like the um, the white ring looks clean. Uh, it makes everything look a little bit bigger. So I'm enjoying it thus far. Cautiously optimistic. Ah, cautious, cautiously optimistic. That's something I've been saying about NXT 2.0 for a bit. There's been something that's been bugging me about NXT 2.0. I couldn't put my finger on it until recently. I, I'm very big on marketing. Hence, you know, I have a company called Local Media. Well, never mentioned that before. Figure I'd bring it up right now. I think it was a good point. <laughs> nice. But, you know, Jim's promo. looking from a marketing perspective, I understand now what's been putting putting me off on it i am confused i am confused as far as what they're looking to do here because their their graphics and the colors and everything about it what, what they're showcasing with their branding it's very much nickelodeon like you know they're going very youthful they're not even going mtv wise they're going very youthful wise i've seen uh for nfl they're advertising like you know some sort of slime thing that Nickelodeon is doing. It was the same type of graphics, same type of logo, same type of colors that NXT 2.0 was using. I'm like, oh my god, this is the problem because their product that the, the NXT 2.0 is putting out is more adultish. So it's kind of confusing as far as what they're looking to do here, what type of audience they're trying to capture. Because their branding's one thing, but their their product says another. And I and it's not aligned, and I think they need to get that more aligned here. This week is Nickelodeon. Two weeks ago, it was oh they're copying AEW. Make it your fucking mind, dick. <laughs> Speaking of AEW, I have an AEW takedown. Mark, shut the fuck up. This is a big moment here, Rob. So, one thing I thought was really ridiculous was that Cody Rhodes had a coach, not a manager, not a mentor. Not a trainer. He had a coach. The legendary Arn Anderson. Okay, I'm okay with that. But then Arn Anderson came out with a playbook. He had a playbook. The same exact playbook the Kansas City Chiefs coach has on the sidelines. I'm like, what is this about? You're not calling Cody Rhodes, go for the fucking uh, body slam. All right, you're in trouble here. Go for the uh, different crossroads. crossroads here. Here, I don't understand why he had the 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 placard sheet of plays, and I've been following the storyline closely because, much like the fans, I'm getting bored of this Cody Rhodes storyline. But this week, Arn Anderson went to his house, started a bonfire, basically told him you're too Hollywood now, you lost focus, you're too busy on your fucking go big show, whatever it's called, and you now your reality show, you lost focus on what should be more most important. Won me over. Wow. I was digging that segment. And I'm like, okay. I'm in for this. Do you think this will bring in casual fans like my, like myself and make Cody more likable? Because he's been getting booed a lot. Hmm. Or is this a way to get Cody booed more? I think this is a way to get Cody booed more. You know, I, I think fans are very much behind Arn Anderson, especially, like, you know. And he's making a lot of good points here. He's making a lot of great points. I, two weeks ago, you know, he made that promo about the Glock. And it's still going. I'm still seeing memes about it. Yeah, you showed me before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, today, there was a meme about it for Liv Morgan yep. with Arn Anderson. Like, you know, people are still talking about that promo. Arn Anderson, I fucking love the fact that he still got it. They yeah. still got the passion, still, the fiery spirit, and the mic skills. And you know what? Fans are behind him. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, when we went to Arthur Ashe and he took on Malachi, everyone, mm. like, the day after the show was, like, texting me or messaging me, like, why was everyone doing Cody? Like, what happened? Yeah, and I, like, I don't get it. I think it, it was the fact that Mal- it, being in that building, we just, you know, it's like we were excited to see Alistair Black, Malachi Black. You know, we were very excited. And we love, I have nothing great things to say about Cody and all he has done for all the Lee and the indie scene and everything. But just pure storyline wise, you know, Malachi throws a punch, yay. Cody throws a punch, boo. Um, that was just the vibe. That's mm-hmm. how it was. It was the fans. It was New York. Um, that's that's how it was, and I don't think it needed to make anyone a heel. Like I'm, I'm never about that. Like, you know, a heel can't fight a heel or face. I'm never like that, man. Like it doesn't always have to be face heel or whatever. But this created an interesting situation, and I felt like they literally rolled with the punches here, and I feel like they did a phenomenal job because, um, you know, we can go back to that Becky moment where she beat Bianca real quick. Oh, we need to make Becky a heel right away, which she's knocking out of the park. That's a whole different story. But we have Cody right now, who's lost a step or distracted or too Hollywood, like you said. And the focus goes from Cody, not to make him look like a chump, but Cody kind of just missing a step and are just being like, what, what are you doing? Like you left your boot out here. Like what what was that? That Like what was that drama? And then, um, yeah, I remember Alistair brought or Malachi brought it back at some point. I think they scrapped that. Um, but Arn's like, what are you doing, man? And the focus went to Arn and his promo because he didn't really talk a lot in AEW. He no. had his couple one-liners, but he just comes out with Cody. Yeah. And the fact that the focus is on Arn and it's, I don't want to say it's organic, but they're making it organic. If that makes any sort of sense, that was a very contradictory statement. No, it totally sense. But I, I get what you're saying. It, it's working. Like they really rolled with the punches here and it's not like, let's make Cody a bad guy now because everyone booed him. It's like, let's let show a little like some speed bumps in Cody's you know journey here and in some form or fashion I'm sure this is gonna you know connect to Roads to the Top which you can watch right now on TNT (laughs) you know what I mean so I think uh this is really really well done it makes a lot of sense and uh Arn is Arn's getting a lot of shine right here I think it's it's win-win-win it all it all comes together I don't I have any problem with it you know what I'm gonna take back my answer here you know it's kind of now reminding me of Rocky too, you know when ah. when Stallone, uh, when uh, Rocky, you know it was, you know getting more money, getting more popular, getting get, you know getting a lot of attention here, and Mick was all about the training. We're talking about Rocky becoming a little bit more Hollywood, and it, and it took them like you know a little bit of a split there, a little bit of like you know them butting heads a little bit for Rock to come back. You know, so maybe this was maybe this is what we're seeing here. You know, maybe like you know, Arn Anderson is calling out Cody for all his flaws, for everything that the fans are brewing him for, for Cody to come back to his roots, and maybe we're going to see them reconnect and Cody come back being the face. So you maybe. Th- do you think this will work though? That co- it's storytelling one hundred and one, man. I, I think AEW, yeah. what AEW is good at. I guess it depends on who he goes against. It depends who he goes against, yeah. but like I, I think if they tell the story right. They take their time with it. It it could work. I mean, people are all about a story, you know. And uh, I think AEW is doing a fine job with that, as far as like you know, phenomenal in ring work, but also they're making people invested into these characters, into these stories. And, and I and I think, and keep in mind, Cody's old school. So is Arn. You know, they know about telling stories. So I I think it could work. Sorry to interrupt you guys. 
I was just very excited after making that Rocky Two comparison that I will be running the Rocky Steps for the first time ever this Sunday wow. from Philly uh, to a video game convention. So we're getting the cheesesteaks and be total tourists. Um, and I'm running the Rocky Steps for the first time. So I'm super excited for that. That is awesome. I did that once. Did you? Halfway through. I got tired. So good luck. That's hey, on my bucket list for I sure. Hear I hear it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I was very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, let's get in some go-home thoughts. Rob, it's been great having you here. You did a great job. Yeah. Did you have fun? I, I had a ton of fun. This is long overdue. Thank you guys for having me. I very much appreciate it. And, um, yeah, like I said earlier, putting you guys over, but definitely following in your footsteps. And you guys have been doing some great things. And uh, I'm just happy happy to learn from you guys and, and finally be a part of this. We've got to have you guys on the BCP. Oh, dude, we'd love to be anytime. on, dude, for sure. And, like, dude, we'd love to have you back anytime as well. Possibly do some commentary work down the road. Like, Rob, like, you, you give us a lot of praise, man. You've been crushing it. You should be very proud of the work that you've been doing. You have nothing but love from the wrestling community, from the podcast community. You're a great human being. Uh, I think you make other people better human beings as well. So, dude, you're more than welcome to come back on this show anytime. And I have to say, Rob, I'm digging your whole fashion segment that you have. Me too. I do enjoy those. Thank you. I'm glad you guys say that because I get like I get so much heat for it, and I'm like literally just. First of all, I have no fashion sense whatsoever. Let's get that out. Oh, I feel like you do that- though. Like, you you pick up some good people. It's actually making me pissed off the fact that like I haven't had really a lot of occasions to like dress up for. Usually, I suit up quite a bit. Because I feel yeah. like when I suit up, man, I, I better be a goddamn contender. <laughs> forget Dude, Mark, me some, forget Mark Schwann, but like when I do commentary. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no that's right. You ain't wrong. You I mean, was. That white suit. Styling and profiling. Not the white jacket, purple jacket, red jacket, my Christmas suits. Spoiler alert, I have two more in the closet waiting for the next Ooh. Christmas show. So I wish I was I part, love it. I wish I was around when you did the uh, fashion segment because I think I would have fucking won. Easily. So hashtag wrestling fashion. For those who don't know, we do it every week. And again, I have no fat. Like I'm a shorts and a t-shirt guy. Like, uh, and then when I do commentary, I wear like I support some independent talent on my t-shirt, and then I wear a blazer over it. And Gotta wear the blazer. That's it. Yeah. Um, and and then Vicky kills me for it, and uh, Ray Collegiate kills me for it. But that being said, they both have spectacular fashion sense and been former hashtag wrestling fashion winners. So every Sunday, I'll put out or Saturday, whatever it is. I'll put out, you know, the nominees grow every week, about eight now, wow. and just the fans vote on it, and then for whatever reason, I get killed for it, for not nominating someone, or for not counting the votes, right, or whatever it is. I just put it out there. Uh, I count the votes at the end, and uh, Gabby usually wins. She's the, the wrestling fashion queen. Uh, Mimi's won a few times. Ray Kalitri's won. Casey Navarro walked into Legends. Oh, it was over before it started. <laughs> Casey Navarro. Oh, yeah, Paris Carter, I'm sure, has won, uh, been up there, too. Listen, man, He's won, yes. wrestling fashion, I, I think it's a fantastic idea. I love the fact that you're doing it. I hope you keep on doing it. Fuck what everyone's going to say. Everyone's going to have an opinion about it, saying, like, you know, why was I nominated or this? Why did I win that? <laughs> or why didn't that person win yeah. this? Listen, man, it gets people talking, gets people to stay tuned. I am digging it. Keep on doing it. And I hope to be nominated one day. So I have to, I all have to do is put a picture. You won't be. You won't be. Shut your fucking you mouth. You won't be. Shut your fucking Rob, mouth. Rob, uh, yes, you will. Yes, How you long, will. Uh, I got how long have you been doing this podcast now? When did you start this? Yeah, that's a fair question. That's a great. I'll say, I guess over three years. Is that maybe? 
That's a great question. I don't know. Life throws things at you every once in a while, and then you kind of not step away from it, but then uh, you got other things to take care of. But the the this past year is when I've really dove into the wrestling. Like, I always had wrestlers on here and there, but really, you know, more behind the curtain work with the companies. Uh, it's been a year since I got the uh, Shameless promo, the uh, 2020 uh, contributing to professional wrestling award. I saw um, that. You know, I take, that. That was awesome. I, I take that. I just take that very seriously. Like I said, I, I want to give that back and uh, just going back to the wrestling fashion, not only just to have content, but that was another way to have um, like, cause you're like, oh, I didn't win or whatever, but no, like I have all these indie talents tagged with Thunder Rosa, with Becky Lynch, with Char- Charlotte seen wrestling fashion. I saw her looking at my story. I see Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a good way to kind of, you know, I'm all about building bridges and stuff like that. It's a good way. It's more exposure for the talent, man. So little things like that. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's just been great. I'm so thankful for the podcast and more more so for the friends that I made. And that includes you guys along the way and all the opportunities I've been given. So along the way, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Going back to the indie scene is something I was not aware of nor cared about until this podcast happened. Were you an indie guy before you started the podcast, or did you get more involved in any scene with the podcast? Oh, with the podcast. I didn't come into wrestling until I was in college. My best friend had watched really? it since we were four years old. Yeah, and I was the guy who was like, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's too. Like, and I didn't even really want I would play the video games with them. We'd play action figures. This was last <laughs> week. No, I'm just kidding. This is when we were four. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until we were in college together, and I was like on the computer, and I saw Ray Mysterio jumping around. I was like, who is this? Uh, so that really got me into it. And then when I started doing the podcast, I was promoting a lot of local bands, a lot of uh, local photographers, a lot of local businesses. And then uh, standalone wrestling, I saw I would share a lot of their stuff because I like wrestling. And Chad reached out to me. The rest is history. So my favorite question to ask new guests on the show is what is your first memory of professional wrestling? It's probably that uh, just that scene, Ray Mysterio just jumping really? around flying because I didn't think that's what wrestling was. A specific um, event, yeah, or I never really caught gave... him on YouTube, a random YouTube clip. Yeah, montage. it was just in, in college. It was in college. My buddy was watching SmackDown. I think it was just like right after Parade debuted of Ruthless Aggression era, the beginning of that. And I always thought yeah. wrestling was just like the slams and the punching and whatever, and then the characters. But seeing Ray just springboarding and, and jumping off the top of key, I was like, he's really doing this. Like this is. Athleticism is crazy, and then I came to appreciate the pageantry and the theatrics uh, and the music, all that kind of stuff, man. But that would probably be my first, aside from like video games and toys when we were kids. So like you were around, me- you were around during Attitude Era. Nope, nope. Really? I watched a lot of documentaries. We here at the Neighbors' house, wow. we watch a lot of a uh, lot of documentaries, and they brought me up to speed. And uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? It's got to be Ray for that reason, and um, Jeff Hardy's number two. So can I tell you, like, we let me tell you, watching the show tonight, SmackDown, Mark Schwann came over my house, and he did not hold back. He laid a barrage of shit attacks on Rey Mysterio. Right. He hates Rey Mysterio. No, I don't. He thinks he's a piece of shit. Does <laughs> no, not deserve the far. credit he gets. That's going he far. does not think he's the GOAT, no. the greatest of all time. I don't I don't think he's, that's right. That part's right. We don't, don't like the same wrestlers, apparently. apparently we don't not. like Jeff. You don't like Rey. <laughs> No, I, I think Putty is exaggerating to some no, of my words quite a bit. I wish I was recording. But I, I wish I was recording. But I did say that I don't believe Ray Ray Mysterio is the goat. I, I I honestly think he's. I'll say it. I'll say what I said. I'm not ashamed of it. I I, I went on record to say that I believe Ray Mysterio is probably one of the most overrated wrestlers of you all did time. Say that. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I understand that he's I, – I, I'm not going to deny his in-ring ability. I, I think he's very good at what he does. Credit to his longevity to keep on going the way he's going. But, like, I – just like Jeff Hardy, I was just never been personally invested into him. I always just thought he was a little overrated in my eyes. Not your cup of tea. It's like Christian Bale is Batman for me. Like I never bought into the character. Man. I love Batman. Oh, Everyone wow. loves him. Um, I'm I'm always on the other side. I'm always sorry? the only guy. Man. Never, never. Rob, never. you're bre- you're Rob. You're breaking up. I can't hear you now. We're gonna end the show here because <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale was probably not only the great Batman. He was a no. great Bruce no. Wayne. The other thing is, oh, like, there's, a, there's good Batmans and there's good Bruce Wayne. Nobody, nobody will top Adam West. There, now we're on the same page. Okay. Second close, okay. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yes. George Clooney, great Bruce Wayne. Horrible Batman. Val <laughs> Kilmer, good Batman, not a good Bruce Wayne. Val Kilmer and George Clooney, awful of both. Uh, you can go <laughs> fuck yourself. Underrated. Ben Affleck, I would have to say. Oh, I was I was so happy. I have so many people I knew personally and went went to Comic Con shitting on Ben Affleck. Not my Batman. Well, guess what? Who wasn't my Joker? Heath Ledger. That's right. And I just was putting my foot in my mouth when I watched that movie. So I learned my lesson. I'm like Ben Affleck. I will give him credit. Ben Affleck freaking killed it as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I'm happy he's coming back. Way off fucking topic. Let's get back to wrestling here because this is a different subject. Yeah. I could talk for the next three hours about this, but Rob, you're not here for that. We're here for wrestling. We'd have to get Nikos Rikos involved in this conversation too. Also, a big Batman fan. Yeah. Uh, so what were, what were we talking about before this? I don't even remember anymore. I, I think we were so. He was hating show. on all my. He was hating on all my favorite wrestlers, pretty much. Oh yeah. So as a huge Red Mysterio fan, how do you think the trajectory for Dominic's going? So I, I'm, again, very biased. I was very high on Dominic coming in. I love that moment when they double 619 Brock Lesnar, yeah. double frogs, especially off the top. I don't remember seeing a crowd that hot in WWE in a long time. They were going nuts, father-son moment. I wanted Ray to win the title. I think it was for the title at that point. Uh, I wanted Ray to win the title there. So I thought that was a great way to bring Dominic in. Obviously, he came right up. No NXT, no Indies, yeah, whatever right away, it is. Yeah. Trained with Lance Storm, trained with his dad, obviously. I thought he had some great matches with uh, with Seth Rollins coming in. Right out of the he gate, did. I was very impressed with it. I agree with that. Um, I think it's one of those things. Like, he's he's solid. He's new. Obviously, he's new. Uh, he's solid in the ring. He can hang with these guys. But, again, like, it always comes back to connecting with the fans. I see they're getting cute now with him, you know, distracting his dad, whatever it was. We knew that was coming. Um, and I will say this. When they won the tag team titles, it should have been in front of fans yeah. at WrestleMania to create that moment, that organic moment. And you have to throw it on the SmackDown before. Ugh. Did not like that. But I, I think Dominic's future is incredibly bright. He, he, there's a learning curve, but I, I think he's going to be great. He also mentioned, I don't know if it was this week or previous week, he fully expects in the later years to adopt Rey Mysterio the third. How do you feel about that? Wow. I, I think... I that should happen in some form or fashion, you know, don the mask or, you know, have it be passed down to him. Obviously, it's going to be anybody. It's going to be him. Uh, you saw when he first had that first attire, it had like the little hood, oh, yeah. uh, He, it, which was kind of flopping around the whole match. But I thought that was a clever idea. It just it didn't work. Uh, they got rid of that on his gear, hashtag wrestling fashion. But, yeah, it's got to happen at some point. But, again, make it either make it like a personal thing that they – you know, they have between themselves or if you are going to make it like a storyline or WWE, like let's do it the right way and, and give it the, the respect 
that that deserves. If I can compare Dominic Mysterio to an NFL player right now, I would, compare, oh, no. I would compare him to Zach Wilson. And here's why. Dominic Mysterio owns a potential. A lot of potential. So did a lot of physical attributes. A lot of gifts there. Mark Sanchez. Right? Sam Darnold. But, hold on. So Gino he, Smith. He, hear, hear me out here. Hear me out here. But he's still kind of unproven. He didn't. He he had the proper training. Of course, he's got the lineage of Ray Mysterio. But he didn't go through NXT. He didn't really go through the Indies. He he he's going. He just got thrown right there into the wolves. Right. He he has some hits, but a lot of misses. I, I think he they need to be careful with him. Because he he could either be great, or he could be nothing, and that's why I compare him to Zach Wilson right now. Rob, when do you record your podcast and when do you post them? Uh, so again, right, rookie rookie move here, and I'm I'm no rookie. Uh, I just crank out the content, man. So I try to have a couple wrestler interviews streaming throughout the week. I usually aim after Raw, after AW, after SmackDown. Uh, you know, our interview with Ray Kalitri, our interview with Casey Navarro after Raw. So I try to have it, you know, kind of like a post show kind of vibe. Uh, we stream live on Facebook, which has been a lot of fun. I thank everyone for chiming in support. All the wrestlers that come in and talk crap, that's a lot of fun, too. Um, and, yeah, man, we basically just talk to a lot of uh, wrestlers on the indie level. And, um, you know, here come the name drops. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. Jake Snake, Jim Ross, Velvet Sky, Casey Navarro, Anthony Bones, Chris Statlander. Uh, I could go on. We even had a Ghostbuster, Ernie Hudson, which was just, for me, I loved Ghostbusters as a kid. Oh, man, Jealous. he was amazing. Guys, check it out. And please subscribe on YouTube. I'm trying to build the YouTube. Obviously, we do all the audio for the podcast. Um, they got the socials going real strong. We want to get those the YouTube clicks right now. So everyone subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we're giving away a Roman Reigns Funko Pop. So look for that contest on our socials. Uh, and you got to subscribe to YouTube and share the post. Uh, but thank you guys so much, very much for having me. This is long Rob, where can they find you on social media? Oh, yeah, I guess that's important. At Bob Culture Pod on Twitter, please give us a follow and join the chat, share all that good stuff. On Instagram, at the Bob Culture Pod, where you will find tons of hashtag wrestling fashion and the Bob Culture Podcast on Facebook. We're also on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Mobfy TV, uh, what else? Facebook Live. We do a lot of our streams there. That's where all the wrestlers come in and talk. And yeah. All that shameless promo. Also, we got the tease, tpublic.com, the Bob Culture Podcast. Lots of fun tees. Get those now. Boom. There it is. Rob, thank you again so much for joining us. This will be the first of many, we hope. As for me, you can find me, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my content's on there. You can follow me at Mark Schwann, all forms of social media. Soon to be the new host for Go Brand Yourself, a local media podcast. That's coming out very soon. You can go check that out at localmediaco.com. And, Putty? For my friend here, Bob, and my acquaintance, Marcus here, I've been your host at Magazine Putty. Until next week. We're hanging out at 3 o'clock in the morning at Beach and Lake City talking, man. Acquaintance. That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> that was good shit. I look forward to doing that again. Party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>